Welcome to La Taverna Friuli Wines, the definitive podcast on wines from Friuli Venezia Giulia. I'm your host, Wayne Young. Here we are in the studio Taverna, 1st of June, new month, getting warm out there. And I have a very special guest in the studio today, us, along with my usual lovely co-host, Natalie Menlolo. How you doing, Nat? Fine. It's, um, don't the swimming pools open today? Ah, is that, is that what happens on June 1st? Don't the swimming, I think, the, well, I have a child, so I know these things. I uh, think so. So summer's here. Summer is here. I think we're approaching our first anniversary, Nat. Really? When did we start? I think we started in June. I'm going to have to check that. So we're going to have to have like a big one-year anniversary bash. We'll invite everybody over and we'll get drunk. Okay. Sounds like fun to me. Okay, if you insist. If I insist, mm-hmm. of course. Anyway, um, I want to introduce our very special guest this evening, Luca Raccaro. Thank you, Luca, for coming in and spending some time with us in the Studio Taverna. Hi, thank you very much. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Luca, even though I can't hear you. You are um, third, fourth generation I'm the winemaker at uh, Ricardo. Yeah, yeah. I'm the fourth generation. My winery starts with my great grandfather. Okay. And he was born in this very depressed and poor area of Friuli, up uh, to Cividale del Friuli, the Natizona Valley. In the Valley di Natizona, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From this uh, very small city called Cicigolis. Chichigolis. Yeah. Great word. Wow. Yeah, it's a great. I, some of the names in, in the Valle di Natizon yeah. are fantastic. Clepacetti, <laughs> or something. Strenia, Strenia, there's a great. Lazitz. Yeah. Cosica. Cosica. No, Cosica. Is that. Cosica in Slovenian language means capra. No kidding. But aren't you, I mean, when you get up to the Natizone Valley in that area, it's all sort of Ital-Slovenia, yeah, right? Yeah, anyway. yeah. They speak this um, strange Slovenian language that is not uh, a normal Slovenian, but uh, is a dialect uh, called uh, um, Benechansko. Benechansko, because in this, uh, this area was under the Venetian uh, Empire, okay. Venetian uh, Republic. So they was called the Veneciani, that in Slovenian means Veneziani. Oh. So, ah, yeah. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Now? No, I didn't. Interesting. Veneciani invece di Veneziani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Venezia in Slovenian is Benetke. So okay. Venezia was the area uh, under the Venetian Republic. Okay. Ah, mm-hmm. that's very interesting. Benetke. Benetke. Benetke sounds like Yiddish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Benetke. Benetke. Interesting. It is very interesting, yeah. 
So it's and this is where your great grandfather came from. Yeah, um, yeah. And, then, and he left this area yeah, to come left, to call you. Uh, he left uh, this uh, what is Natizone Valleys and moved to the United States. <gasps> really? Yeah, to work in coal mines in Virginia. Whoa! Wow! And when That's he hardcore. returned in Italy, he bought a house uh, and the vineyard in the opposite side in Cormons. So not okay. not more in these Natizone Valleys, but uh-huh. uh, in uh, Cormons that is in. Uh, under Gorizia, under Gorizia area. Okay, so uh, that was Gorizia was a, almost a separate country from. No, not from, yet. No, not no, yet. Not more. Not more. Okay. Not more because it was uh, already in 1928. Okay. So, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before the Second World War. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In that years, uh, the the wine the. The winery, the farm, was only to survive. So they had animals, vegetables, fruit, and grape too. This is such a common story yeah. that everybody says. You know, we started off having like cows and wheat and cherries and chickens and and some wine as well and wheat, whatever. And then there's a transition. There's a moment yeah. when you decide that wine is the way to go, and that usually happens around the 70s. Yeah, in 60s, 70s. Yeah, in our in our in our company, in our farm, this starts in the 50s. 1950s. Yeah, oh, okay. when my so pioneers. When my grandfather starts to focus uh, all the production in the vineyard and in the winery. In, and the wine Give, giving up sort of the other yeah. side projects but only my father at the end of the 70s this is true okay. starts to bottle it so your father is dario Raccaro. Yeah, my father is dario and the best uh, known uh, Raccaro yeah. in, the, yeah. in our area and you have a brother and a sister yeah i have only a brother only a brother, older okay. than me is okay. paolo paolo okay and paolo. so Tell us a little bit about how your dad sort of got started, because he's the one who started bottling the wines with the Ricardo label. So what inspired him to do that? And how old were you when that happened? You know, he starts to bottle at the end of the 70s for the first time, um, because he um, starts to have uh, all these uh, friends, uh, winemaker friends uh, in Cormons, uh, Cormons area are uh, there are a lot of wineries, very small wineries, yeah. and we are all friends. And this is a very special thing that is not common in general in all over the world. It's very difficult to find this uh, cooperation between winemakers in the same place. Mm. So this was the first thing that moved my father to uh, bottle first uh, labels, first okay. wines. And he goes on and starts to focus the production only in these indigenous varieties that for he uh, grows better in our area. Mm. I speak about uh, Friulano, that is our... uh, um, our best wine, uh, which is what we're drinking right now. Yeah, <laughs> two different vintages. <laughs> two different vintages. Yeah, and uh, after Friulano, he focused on the Malvasia and okay. uh, the blend, and it's called Colio uh, as the area. Mm-hmm. And what's in what's in the white blend? Inside, we we mixed uh, Friulano, Ribolla Gialla, Sauvignon, and Pinot Gris. Okay. So four different, four different, yeah, grapes, four right? different grapes. Okay. 
who were these special friends of your father's back in the 70s? But for first, uh, uh, Eddie Kaber, okay. this very known winemaker in yeah. our area. And the second one, uh, uh, Sandro Princic of uh, Doro Princic Winery, oh, okay. another big, <laughs> big, another name. big name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the third uh, was uh, Mario Schiopetto. Oh, okay. Mario Schiopetto called a lot of times my father to taste his wines mm. uh, and to to move my father to improve uh, ah, himself okay. and to improve the quality to, to inspire wine. him yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so he was so mario schiopetto was an inspiration for yeah, you, yeah. For mario schiopetto father. and uh, sandro princes yeah. too i don't Nat, i don't know if you know this but those if those names are like huge Scopetto keeps coming up. Yeah. Um, keeps coming up in the time that I'm, you know, been involved in working with wine and doing the project with you and stuff. Right, uh, Printage as well, but Scopetto seems to come up more. Right, I hear Scopetto a lot. I mean, um, probably Scopetto was probably um, the larger one. Maybe had more of an international market, mm-hmm. and maybe Sandro Printage is smaller, makes less wine. Yeah, Mario Scopetto was the first. Uh, first winemaker that starts to make quality wines in our area with uh, Yerman too. Yerman was the first that starts to export wines in the United States for okay. first in England too. But uh, I think that Mario Schiopetto starts to make uh, mm. to make these quality wines from our area. If, if you could name like big, big stars, like these guys are like the top and Recaro has always been one of these guys. I mean, you're <laughs> one of those perennial... Award winners every year, Trebichieri, yeah. Cinque, Cinque Grappoli, all that sort of stuff for this very Friulano that we're drinking. Yeah, we start right now. We start uh, with this uh, this premi in uh, two thousand uh, vintage for first time. Okay, and uh, then we every year uh, bring this uh, this uh, premio. Yeah. yeah, I even I even remember. Asking people because I love, love, love Friulano. We also have Heather in the audience who does a blog about Friulano. Friulano, so she's going to want to talk to talk to you about stuff. But when I started looking for producers to try, and I was even talking to people like Giulio Colomba and you know people like that, and they were like Ricardo, you got to get Ricardo. So that's why I have this bottle of 2009. I should have probably opened it a little bit sooner, but I was waiting for the right moment. And that's with you. So, and as we're going through here, I'm sort of going back and forth between the two bottles, the 09 and the 18, which you were nice enough to bring for us tonight. And the the older wine is opening up a little bit. I mean, it's never going to have the same kind of vitality that the 18 has, but I think even the 18 needs a little bit of time. What do you think is sort of the the right amount of time to wait for the Friulano? Okay, so um, the differences uh, of Vintages are in uh, for first uh, with the um, technical production because uh, and when we start uh, with 2000 uh, to 2010, okay, closely uh, the wine making was very different from now. Wines was a little bit powerful and mm-hmm. uh, stronger than now. Um, ah, a little bit stronger than now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, uh, in these vintages, it's very difficult to find some wines that uh, have this very long vitality, long uh, life. Okay. In this part uh, of uh, 
after the millennium, <laughs> so <laughs> okay. the second uh, the second decade, you know, uh, it's easier because we change a lot in the vineyard for first and the winery too. Ah, what changed? We changed because uh, in in the first part uh, we uh, made a very very low 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 production. Oh, okay, and uh, was not balanced uh, like now. Now we start to uh, focus more in the um, quality of grapes and not in this very low production that was in this part uh, of, uh, of the millennium. Yeah. What, what were you doing as far as production back then? What, what's mm, low? Right. <laughs> when what's I, low when I speak them? about production, <laughs> it's a, a very, very... It's like a joke because <laughs> in general, we are we speak uh, when I speak of low production, I speak of sessanta uh, quintali per hectare. So sessanta quintali per hectare are six thousand kilos per right. hectare. Per hectare. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when I speak of low low production, I speak about uh, four thousand. So <gasps> wow. Oh, so you went from four thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. to about first. six thousand. Yeah, and now. We change a little bit in this way, and okay. we change the cultural uh, the cultural uh, works in the vineyard. We don't mm. make any deserve more, ah. any chemical deserve. We made only by hand, uh, the cespugliatore. Okay, uh, uh, we cut the grass. So cut the grass instead <laughs> of kill the grass. That's a good thing. And uh, and then we have uh, this. Uh, a very lucky exposition that helps us sell our winery mm. and the vineyards to uh, maintain a very high quality of grapes too. Are you on that same hill as, as Eddie Keber on Zegla? No, no, no. We You're are not on the that. opposite side uh, oh, of okay. the hill. So we are, uh, our winery is in uh, this uh, hottest area of Colio. Okay. Uh, hottest area with uh, uh, Capriva and Pradis uh, Hill too mm -hmm. are the hottest areas of uh, all Colio. Okay, and uh, so we speak uh, always of uh, this thing because it's very strange. But uh, uh, in Colio is a very small area. Yeah, is uh, one thousand and four hundred hectares in total, but uh, um, the microclimate uh, is very particular in our area for the same variety we start uh, always one week uh, earlier than eddie Kebers winery no kidding every year now see and this is this is new for me because i was always under the impression that colio being sort of not very large from north to south mm -hmm. being wider from east to west that it was yeah. more homogenous that it was more no, similar it's no not, it's not it's not because when we you know I, I, a lot of my experience in friuli is coli orientali and yeah it's coli orientali you have butrio and then you have 45 kilometers yeah, yeah. to the north you have nimis so mm -hmm. there's a big difference yeah, between yeah, yeah. those two things whereas you know what is there 12 kilometers between the southern part and the northern part of, of colio mm -hmm. but you say that there are different hillsides that are warmer yeah, and okay. a week difference is huge because you're what five hundred meters from Zegla. You're like right across the street practically. Yeah, yeah. But the differences are uh, between day and night. Uh, all ah. during the day is very hot all, all over, yeah. but uh, during the night uh, in our area is uh, hottest. In, it's warmer than in the opposite side of the hill. So mm. we speak uh, of ten degrees differences too. 
at oh. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So okay. for this reason, they have uh, a little bit uh, later. They start later. They start the harvest. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because the maturation is a little bit uh, slower. Okay. So 2009, you were doing about 4,000 kilograms per hectare. Yeah. And then in 2018, around six, just, 60. Just 60. Yeah, 60. I mean, just to, to be clear about this, I mean, the limit is what? 100? 110. 110. Yeah. So you're like half yeah. <laughs> of the allowed limit. So just to give people an idea of even though you've increased your production from 40 to 60, it's still considered quite low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do see a difference here. I mean, this could be the vintage as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 14% alcohol on the 2009 and 13 and a half on the 2018. Yeah. Is that because of the increased production? Yeah, too, but the vintages was very We're different. different between, okay. Yeah. What was 2000? 2009 was a normal Friulian uh, uh, vintage, so hot normally, not very high in the quality, the quantity of alcohol. It depends from the concentration of the sucrose inside the berries that in this period was very, very uh, high because uh, we we have this very low production. In 2018, uh, it was a special vintage for me because at the same time we have uh, a very high quality of grapes and uh, a little bit more quantity. Okay. That in general, these two things never goes in the same way, you know. Uh, so um, for us, uh, was a very special, special vintage and a special product. Okay, there's a there's a, a lovely spiciness coming out on the 2009 now that I really really like. It's not a fruity wine. It doesn't have a lot of freshness, but what I'm getting is this this sense of almost like a little bit of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of sensation of, of of spiciness practically on the palate. So uh, very very interesting. Is it, yeah, are yeah, you yeah. getting that as or am I or am I crazy, Luca? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me. I won't be offended if you're like, Wayne, your your palate sucks, pal. You're <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, I'm I What do you what do you look for when Friulano gets older? Because I love old Friulano. I think that uh, a Friulano for me in this period is a very uh, is a special variety to keep in winery uh, or in a cellar and to maintain for 10 years or more uh, it's very easy to find uh, a lot of friulanos from uh, the 80s no okay uh, that right now are good wines but uh, in the 80s as uh, we already spoke uh, between uh, the first part of 2000 and the second part uh, the the technicals are very changing in in the in the years. Mm-hmm. So in uh, the 80s, wines are very acid at the same time, and uh, in that period uh, was undrinkable. Now are very good because they they maintain this very high acidity and okay. starts to balance all together the compounds of the wine. For me, uh, the wine. Uh, Wine is very good when uh, it's balanced and uh, between acidity, alcohol and the structure. And I think that uh, in this, this, uh, this vintage, we, we find all these uh, parts very balanced together. And I, I the like 2018. Yeah, 2018. Okay. So for me, it's a wine that have a very long, wine, long life. Uh, ah, so you expect this to have a long life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you pair 
this uh, 2018 for you, Alana, with? Uh, so, and what's I, your favorite pairing? <laughs> my and my favorite pairing is with uh, uh, prosciutto mm-hmm. for first, uh, and uh, not very old cheese too. Not very old cheese, so fresher mm-hmm. cheese. Yeah. Very free, free Ulano yeah. style. Oh, with salami too. Yeah. With salami, <laughs> salami, of yeah, in Friuli. You know very well of the course, normal, the normal aperitivo is a glass of white wine and a tartina with salami and cheese. Of course, <laughs> perfect. Or with some crudo. Well, in fact, um, drinking this 2018, which is absolutely absolutely delicious, and I much prefer it to the 2009. The 2009 is too, probably too old for me. It, wow. It's it's particular. I, it's yeah. a very yeah, a big difference. The first thing that comes to mind, of course. Prosciutto crudo, gorgonzola. Mm. Gorgonzola, gorgonzola. Yeah, too, yeah. You would you would go for gorgonzola? I would go for gorgonzola. There's yeah, this is fruity. I quite like the idea mm. of the okay. sort of fruity, cool wine with some you know cheese that's quite. What's the word in English for? Che ti piccica, no? You know, a little bit spicy. <laughs> a bit yeah, spicy, a little, yeah, a gorgonzola. Picant. Picant. Um, I'm, you don't uh, agree with me. I can feel it in your voice. I don't. I don't like Friulano with Gorgonzola, but maybe I should try it. I mean, uh, you you say Gorgonzola and Friulano for you is good. Yeah, with Gorgonzola Dolce, ah, not picante. Mm, okay, <laughs> Gorgonzola okay. Dolce from uh, a Latteria when they have it in the big vats and it's and they practically oh, scoop it out with oh, an ice cream scooper. God, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a little bit creamy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, no, I like my gorgonzola spicy, man. I like my gorgonzola. It's got a lot of, lot of, you know, hotness to it, almost like jalapeno pepper. <laughs> what I didn't ask you, Luca, was sort of your, your role in the winery. Now, are you an enologist or did you study viticulture or did you just learn from being at the winery or tell me a little bit about sort of your involvement and how you and your brother work together. Okay. So, um, I, well, the first part of my life, uh, I speak of after, after 15 years old, I, I don't like, uh, this word. I don't like, uh, to work, uh, in the, in the wine, in the winery and the vineyard too. Oh, okay. um, because I was a roller skater. Okay. Uh, I made this uh, very particular sport. <laughs> With, like a professional roller skater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won uh, one world competition. Really? Yeah. In no 2005. Kidding. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't even know that was like a thing. It's very California of you. Yeah. Considering we're, you know, yeah. But Calo- like, like inline skates? No, no, no. Uh, for, for, for wheels. Good old fashioned uh, roller skates. Good old fashioned roller yeah. skates. I didn't even know that that was like a thing. That's totally cool. I'm very, I'm very impressed. So I was um, the artista in family. Okay. Uh-huh. Gotcha. <laughs> and and um, I love this. Uh, I love history. I love uh, the arts. And uh, I love music. Uh, but uh, when we start uh, at the high school with the technical mates, uh, I'm I, w- I fall in love with this uh, with this material. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. With this with this maths and uh, technical maths of uh, viticultural, chemical, enology, and enology too. 
and because uh, I can study and at the same time uh, directly so what 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 it means uh, ah. in winery and the vineyard too so I start to um to stall my <laughs> my father <laughs> to start to ask him a lot of things about uh, winery about wine about grape about was uh, he was he happy with sort of your turnaround yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, in that period, uh, my fa- my brother was already in inside the winery. So he's older than the, you. In, uh, and uh, he he keeps me and uh, he teach me a lot of things. So. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, and after high school, uh, I start with the university, always in the enology studies. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll I. I leave, I leave the university. Oh, you left university. Yeah, I left the university because my father starts to have a little bit uh, health problems. When was this? Uh, he was a cancer. Ah, um, oh no, I'm saying I was saying when, but I'm uh, when, sorry, no, sorry to hear that. No, no, as well. it's not a problem now. It's all okay. So that's we good. are very happy. I'm, I'm happy too. Yeah, I'm happy too. Uh, in uh, 2018, no, 2011, sorry. 2011. Okay. So, so that's so when you sort of no, left school yeah, behind yeah. and sort of came in. <laughs> no, now he rompe le balle, quindi. Well, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad Dario's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. <laughs> Is he still super involved in all of the workings at the winery or has, has he sort of stepped back and let your brother and you sort of take over? Mm, yeah, well, he... He helps us, but uh, okay. now, yeah, he made uh, he made the, the bureaucracy that is not <laughs> is uh, this difficult part for us to <laughs> to make because ah, okay. we have a lot of work in the vineyard and winery. No, we don't have uh, very differences between uh, the works. Uh, uh, I and my brother, we know all that happens in the winery and the farm. So, uh, so you share more or less yeah, everything yeah. when. My my father, my brother, doesn't like a lot to speak with people, so this part uh, is mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was in the United States a couple of times, and uh, in all over the Italy too. Ah, so you travel as well yeah, yeah, to yeah. market the wine. To market, yeah. Ah, okay. And how did you develop your English, which is very, very good? No, it's not. It's so. very no. It's very, very good. <laughs> Nat, is his English good or not? Fantastic. Ah, see. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you very much. No, I studied at the high school and uh, then with my my travels in the United States uh, okay. for very short periods. But, okay. uh, Do you have a, f- a favorite place in the States? I, that was my question. My, Sorry. My, my quest- Nat, did you have a question? Well... <laughs> Till now, I was only in New York and Los Angeles, uh, but I found Los Angeles very, very impressed city, very strange uh, and a mix of cultures. New York too, but uh, I think that for me, with yeah, is is better New York because it's very easy. <laughs> A normal that was, that European was Absolutely cities. the right answer, Luca. Very good. You can remain here on the podcast. They, uh, we won't hit erase on the record button. Yeah. But, um, it's interesting because they say that, you know, Los Angeles is a huge spread. It's spread over a really massive space. Whereas New York, even though it's huge, it feels more insular somehow, doesn't it? It feels more, I don't know. I haven't been to LA, but I've been to New York a number of times. And I like it. 
Yeah, um, Los Angeles is a very, very big city, yeah, but uh, I, exactly. I live in Cormons. <laughs> <And> for me, <laughs> New York was a big, the biggest city that I never, I never saw. So, I, so. I did have a question, actually. Where do you sell mostly in the States? Where wh What cities or states are where people, you know, most success, people love it, easier to sell? I don't know. It depends on the period. Um, in general, in New York, because it's the the oldest market that we have. But uh, in in Los Angeles and San Francisco, we have a very very nice market. We are very happy for the work with this importer that we have, and we are very lucky because we found two importers that love sour wines. Uh, and uh, promote our winery and our wines too. It is very difficult to find someone. That who who are the two importers? Let's mention them. In, the, in New York uh, is uh, Jan D'Amore, Jan D'Amore Wines. And, uh, Jan D'Amore? Jan D'Amore. He's Italian. Ah. Um, so, so obviously, I've been out of New York for a yeah, long time, yeah, yeah. so he's, this is not familiar to me. Okay. And in California, we work with uh, Caroline de Banet. She's French. And uh, she, she, well, we like her anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, and so, you're very happy with your, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we are very happy because they understand what what is our focus. They understand that uh, we produce our production is based only in this indigenous variety. In the United States, is very difficult to sell because you mm. must spend a lot of time to show, to speak, and to promote these wines. Yeah, it's so important. And once you get people talking about it, though, surely once people begin talking about it i mean from there it can roll right because the more people talk about it and they i mean this is really delicious so i was going to say what about london what about england and the rest of europe uh, london in particular <laughs> <laughs> no in england and london specific is a very difficult market it's uh, uh, like milano in italy oh, yeah. <laughs> i i don't sell in milano because it's uh, one market that Change, uh, change a lot uh, and the taste change a lot very quickly ah, okay. so uh, they prefer other wines right now in the future they will will prefer my wine and after 10 years they prefer a, they will prefer a third <laughs> type of wine too. okay so uh, it's difficult it's difficult because it's a very very big market in london we try uh, uh, a lot of times to find someone, but uh, it's not gone. In general, I spoke uh, uh, five or six years ago with this uh, journalist of, from London, and uh, he told me that in general, in the London market, 95% uh, of wine are under six uh, pounds. Yeah. So it's very difficult to find a way in this 5% that remain. You know? Yeah. 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 So how, how much would a, a bottle of Recaro Friulano cost in, in New York on in the shelf in a, in a wine store? In a wine store close to $35. Wow. That's, that's quite, that's, that is a level that's difficult for a lot of Americans to, unless they really know the wine, so. Exactly, I think people, you know, so many more people drink wine now. Wine is accessible to younger people and it's got less, its reputation is, 
what's word broadened. You know, it's not just certain people that drink wine anymore. And there's lots of affordable wine. I mean, obviously, living here, we can get great wine for very little money as well. There are still there are wine lovers everywhere. London's full of people with money and full of people with good taste and full of curious people. And I really do believe it's just a question of finding the right the right person that is in love with your wines the same way the guy in New York and the lady in LA. It's just that that person that when they go to their people, they're pushing it because they believe in it. Yeah. yeah because yeah. they know it. Mm-hmm. The problem is it getting must, people to yeah, know it's the yeah, first yeah. step. Yeah, yeah. The first step. I told uh, with, with Wayne uh, before that for us is difficult to have the first approach with this uh, these markets in the east part of Europe and uh, with Asia too because uh, we we made these wines very unknown. It's not a Sauvignon, it's not a Pinot Gris that is uh, known in all over the world. And it's very easy for the first level to entry level inside one market. And then you can sell Friulano, Ribola Gialla or Malvasia. But for us, uh, this doesn't happen. So it's difficult. It's very difficult. You must to, to find this uh, person that uh, fall in love with your production, mm. with your product. Because then the passion is what yeah. sells it. Because right. people hear you talk and they, they feel it from you. But when I've had guests over here, family members and friends, and we'll go and we'll just have a simple Friulano somewhere, the first comment is often oh this is a bit sweet and i wonder if they're confusing sweet with fruity yeah they are i think because they're not wine specialists in any way they're just regular people like like most of us that like wine but their first impression is that and in england we drink lots of very very dry yeah wine which is somehow less fruity if i got that right no am i saying that wrong yeah yes it's dry is is not sweet i I know that but yeah a fruity wine can also be, excuse my, no, you no, know, no. virgin level of learning, but <laughs> there's so much not. to learn. A, a fruity wine can still be very dry, or can it? Absolutely. Right. So I, I think what happens is, you know, especially if you're drinking wine at a sort of a supermarket level. Exactly. Right. So six pounds a bottle. Exactly. You're not talking about wines that have a whole lot of intensity of fruit. Right, a whole lot of concentration. So they confuse that concentration of fruit and of flavor with sweetness. Sweetness, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So really cheap Pinot Grigio or really cheap Chablis, if that's like your thing. Everybody's Pinot Grigio in London. Exactly. Can be quite bland and not have a whole lot of fruit, Um, unfortunately, even though. Pinot Grigio can be absolutely fruity if it's done in the right way. But if you're making, instead of 60 quintali per yeah. hectare, <laughs> if you're be. making 6,000 quintali, <laughs> you know, if you're like tripling that production, which is the norm for Pinot Grigio made in the plains, um, you don't have any of that fruity character. So they think that why white wine should be like fresh and brisk and crisp. And the idea of dry is very, very different from the idea of fruity. And then you taste the Friulano and it's big and it's opulent and it's got fruit and it's got weight and it's got all of this beautiful fat like me. So it's got all of this roundness to it. And people interpret that as sweetness, you know. I think that in general, uh, our wines in Italy are completely different of uh, wines that uh, came from Australia or or Chile or New Zealand. And uh, where I think Chile, 
Chile. Chile. I said Chile and I said Spain. I was thinking of Rioja. S- yeah. So I think that this confusion came uh, because uh, our wines are a little bit uh, uh, higher in alcohol and higher in the in stronger in body so uh, you can confuse these two things very easily and with this very low acidity and this high alcohol you can confuse the sweetness with this hot hot uh, perception of alcohol so you can confuse very easy so for this reason i think that you must to find someone that spent time to explain uh, explain people or explain the commercials uh, what what is this wine and why is in this way made so i am very happy uh, because in general in italy we say that uh, the winemaker when the the wine world is uh, very close to football why? Beca- why because uh, all are teachers but no one uh, no capisce niente no one no one understands uh, no one anything, understands anything. <laughs> oh okay oh, okay yeah it's the same thing with like football in the United States armchair quarterbacks right that's what we call them okay is that like a backseat driver exactly yeah I understand and for me it's a form of art yeah because uh, uh, every Every year, every vintage is completely different uh, of uh, the, the 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 before vintage. So, yeah, when I when I did this course, I remember I did a an experiment with alcohol. So basically, I took alcohol bon gusto, which is ninety six percent alcohol. Okay, hang on, bear with me, Nat. I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I have done shots at Everclear in the past, but this was not it. Latte di suocera. Exactly. <laughs> no, and so, so that's what mother-in-law's I did, milk for anyone that didn't get that. Exactly. And what I did was I made um, I made two bottles. I made one bottle that was seven percent alcohol, so water and seven percent alcohol, and water with fourteen percent alcohol. Okay. So now this, we're drinking thirteen and a half here. Fourteen if if we were drinking a two thousand nine, which I like more and more every time I taste it. Really? Yes. And it was incredible how sweet the 14% alcohol water was. So we're talking water and pure alcohol. And it was sweet. It had this sensation of sweet. Obviously, there's no residual sugar. There's no sugar in the water. There's no sugar in the alcohol. Alcohol is a type of sugar. But the sensation on the palate was this roundness and syrupiness and almost sweetness. So when you're talking about like a 12% or 11% Pinot Grigio made in an industrial style with no body and no fruit at all. And then you taste something like this that's all about the body and the fruit. It seems sweet. Yeah, yeah. This is... Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah, the way it goes. It is. This, the, the, 2000, the 2009 now, it tastes definitely tastes sweeter, definitely tastes warmer and rounder. Uh, Might have been too cold Slightly before. syrupy, maple syrupy. Yeah, a little bit of that. It's got that warmth, honey kind honey. of. Yeah, for sure. Honey, honey. Yeah, honey. honey. When, you, when you start to feel these um, these states, uh, these states. Yeah, 
uh, it means that wine is uh, very close to the end of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Honey is sort of, yeah. It starts to be, uh, in Italian, we say marsalato. Ah, okay. Like marsala, which yeah, in English yeah, is yeah. marsala. Yeah, which just Marsal- means a little bit of oxidized. It uh, starts to have this oxida, this very high oxidation. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So, so I have Heather up on stage who is our Friulano fan. So Heather, did you have a question or something you wanted to say to uh, Luca? I was going to ask if he sells uh, the wine, the Friulano wine in the United States. I haven't come across that name yet, so I need to find it, I guess, um, if he sells to the U.S. So I can edit yeah. to my New, New York and California and only New York and California. No, in California, in New York, in uh, Oregon, in Portland for first. Okay. okay. And Three cool estates. Sorry. More or less. More or less. And most of them can ship to me. Usually I can find stores in those states that will ship to me. Yeah, yeah. Nothing nothing in Georgia, Luca? No, in Georgia, unfortunately not yet. No, nobody ever ever said anything to Georgia. Obviously, you're in the fourth coolest state, Heather, obviously. (laughs) We'll get get you there eventually. So, so, yeah. I was just going to add also that I love to have my Friulano. I know this is crazy because I'm in a you know, redneck American, but I like to have it with my Mexican food. <laughs> really? That, I've never very tried that. Why not? But we do, a we, lot of, we do a lot of cheese dip and stuff. You know, we're very cheesy with our Mexican food here in the Southeast. Yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of, yeah. Well, what, what, would necess- what would usually be in like a cheese dip apart from cheese? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I sound like an idiot, but yeah. No, I mean, we put cheese dip in all of our Mexican food. So, like, if we get a taco, we're, like, dipping the chip into the cheese dip and pouring it on the taco to eat it or okay. the fajita. Or, so, we, we literally use the cheese dip on – we buy a bowl and put it on everything in the dinner. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Thanks, Heather, for, for the question. Hopefully, you'll be able to get a, a bottle of, of Recaro over there in the States from either New York or from California. I'll be looking for it. Cool. Cool. Thank cool. you. <laughs> Thank you. So, one of the things that I really love – Luca about Ricardo when I was doing a little bit of research about your winery is the fact that you only make four wines. Four you make wines, three yeah. white wines and one red wine. So yeah, you make yeah. a Malvasia, yeah. a Friulano, and uh, the blend. A, a white blend called Colio, 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 Colio and, 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 a, and a Merlot. And a Merlot, yeah. End of the story. This is the story. Uh, <laughs> this is all. <laughs> I Very love easy it. And clean. Love, love, love it. Fant- have you always done that or did you sort of pare away some wines? No, no. It um, happens in, in a lot of years, but my father starts to, starts to think that made uh, 2,000 bottles of Pinot Grigio and 2,000 bottles of Sauvignon or uh, 10,000 bottles of uh, one wine mixed all together it will be better yeah so uh, he starts to reduce you know, this production and uh, right now we produce uh, close to 15,000 bottles of Friulano that is our best and the wine that we prefer every year and the wine that we are we are best known for okay and 8,000 bottles of Malvasia and uh, 6,000 bottles of Colio Colio the blend okay the rest uh, 2,000 bottles 1,500 1, 2,000 it depends on the vintage or Merlot Okay. So the red is uh, the the smallest two percent of two percent, no, wow. not two, but five percent. Wow! So, um, so really, Friulano is your focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What's yeah. the 
future of Friulano? Where do you see Friulano going in? Or what's the future of? Because I I have my opinion about Malvasia as well. I have I have a funny feeling that Malvasia is going to be the next big thing. Mm. A lot of, and I've spoken to people in, in Udine and people who sell wine and they say, I sell a lot of Malvasia. Yeah, so, sure. Do you sell a lot of Malvasia <laughs> as well? Because when, when my father starts to make the Malvasia uh, 20 years ago, uh-huh. no one in Udine <laughs> wanted Malvasia. <laughs> No, you, oh, how the tables you, have turned. And my father always told me that uh, uh, 25 years old, uh, Malvasia, we sell Malvasia only in uh, Venice, Venezia and a little bit uh, in Trieste, a lot of in, a lot in, in Trieste, Trieste, because Trieste, they know very well what is it, Malvasia Istriana, because uh, Istria is a region it's right there of Croatia, very close to Trieste, so... They know very well uh, what what is what 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 is this uh, this variety, mm-hmm. uh, so <laughs> I'm very happy that uh, right now <laughs> in Udine. No, I know because uh, we sell a lot of Malvasia in Friuli and uh, in uh, Veneto and Emilia Romagna too. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's it's something that you're seeing more yeah, request yeah, for. Yeah. So have you seen it growing? The, the yeah, 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 a lot, a lot, a lot. Okay, yeah, I I saw. Um, Mark my words, Nat. I saw that um, Friulano starts to to be a little bit uh, go very low in, uh, in the production in general and the selling in general too. Friulano. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, your cantina or generally no, no, in, in the general, market? in general, yeah. in general, in the market, uh, yeah. I'm, I, pr- I produce, in total, I produce 30,000 bottles. So for me, it's not uh, a very big problem to sell all my production. But uh, I understand that uh, when I speak uh, of uh, uh, my winery, I speak at the same time of all my territory. So I speak uh, of Colio and of Friuli too. And unfortunately, I saw that Friulano goes very, very down. Mm. Yeah, Be- uh, unfortunately, because for me it's a special variety that can represent all Friuli and all over the world very well. Yeah. It's a very Friul- Friulano taste. Uh, this bitterness that you can feel at the end of uh, of, of of the wine is uh, a particular thing that in Friuli we love. Yeah. The question: yeah. Do you know why? Have you had any theories as to why? Because unfortunately, in two thousand nine, two thousand nine vintage was the first vintage when we must change the name of this wine uh, from Tokai from yeah. Tokai Friulano. We passed only at uh, Friulano, and a lot of people uh, don't understand this passage because we, for first, I think we was not very 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 good to uh, promote uh, this changing so uh, i think that we are uh, colpevoli we, we are guilty you know from yeah. for this uh, for this thing uh, in uh, under under yeah don't you think it's only in more recent years that the friulano wine producer <coughs> is starting once to break out it seems to be relatively relatively new with the people that we've spoken to that, you know, the Friulani with their wine, until not so long ago, they were happy to keep it at home. 
And now, you know, time's changing and stuff. A lot of these producers, the smaller ones and the bigger ones, they, they want to go outside of the, of, of the region, of the country. It's, an, it's a curious thing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I did want to ask you, Rolat is the name of the vineyard here mm, on no no what no. is the name because yeah. my 2009 says vineyard del rolat yeah. okay yeah. but now it just says rolat yeah. in fact we changed so tell it. me a little bit about we that we changed the name the name we changed the the, the, the writer yeah. because uh, a lot of people thinks uh, that uh, was only a parcel only a vineyard but uh -huh. it's not is all the Furano that we produce rolat is an ash name friulian name that means uh, hawk forest hawk area where ah. yeah. and, rovere rovere yeah and this area where we have winery and all our vineyards uh, i told you before that uh, in colio we have this very uh, particular microclimate differences between mm -hmm. one and another area and for us uh, it's very important to maintain and to buy and to grow up uh, all vineyards uh, very close our vi our winery very close uh, our vineyards that we already have okay because uh, we can control uh, the maturation better and we have uh, a wine very uh, balanced okay this way do you have a particular sort of uh, biotipo biotype that you use for the friulano do you, do <laughs> do you, you have like a, a selezione masale or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, I made yeah. it too. You uh, made it, okay. Yeah, I made it too. But at the same time, we have uh, uh, the health of uh, vineyards uh, in uh, normal uh, normal, uh, normal vines, no? okay. both uh, at Rauschedo. Okay. What's the, what's the biggest challenge in the vineyard for Friulano? What's the hardest thing about growing Friulano? <laughs> the, in the vineyards it's very easy to grow Friulano mm. it's a very nice variety to grow up it's oh, not uh, uh, it's not uh, like Sauvignon or Pinot Gris that are all uh, very <laughs> have different have their own problems <laughs> very close and uh, compact uh, very so difficult the, the to clean are very, uh, very difficult to to pick okay no Tokai is uh, Friulano is a very very nice variety to, <laughs> to okay. grow up yeah so it's good to grow mm-hmm and it makes such amazing wine that and I'm telling you, every time I taste this 2009, I like it more. Maybe it's because I'm becoming intoxicated. <laughs> well, it could be something to do with it. I'm feeling yeah. it too. <laughs> You're feeling it too. A bit, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the, the, the warmth is taking over. Yeah. Um, strong. It is strong, it's but strong. but it's not strong. But you know what? There's no sensation of alcohol on this wine at all. Do you get any burn I in the back of the throat? I think that's so dangerous. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But um, yeah, it's, it's so amazing that such a wonderful variety, local variety, incredible character, this, you know, this bitterness that makes it the best food wine in the world for me. Um, and, and we have a hard time getting it out there. Um, so hopefully that's going to change. Yeah, I hope to. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope to. I'm a promoter of this variety yeah. with my winery. Has it has it been tough for you being sort of locked up with the with the with the pandemic and all that sort of stuff, not being able to travel, or have you been doing fine without traveling? 
No. Since you're the traveling guy and your brother stays at home. Well, I don't know for sure. No, no, no. You sell everything that you make anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So good. That's all. That's that good. for me. Is is that like not the goal of every that's, winemaker? That's is it. like, I sell everything that I make. So mm -hmm. there's nothing better than that. And if you can make a living and sustain yourself, yeah, selling it. So and obviously you do. Yeah, it is what they do. So you are blessed. You are blessed. <laughs> so. Now, did you have any more questions for Luca? No, I don't at the moment. I just need to get you into London. Yeah, we need to do. We need to find. Um, you know, when we spoke, also because as as you were saying, being in Cormons, there's a connection with Gaia and the whole association of wineries and everything. And uh, yeah, we were talking about how to promote that, how to do a tasting in London. <laughs> I mean, you know, it all begins with a seed, doesn't it? It's an idea, but it would be very interesting to try and there, there would. There's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, it would be an idea. There's a lot of work. There's to a lot be done. of work to be done. You have to find the place, the people that are interested, chefs, yeah, wine shops, you know, and an importer who's willing to, Porters, yeah, yeah to, who's willing to take a chance on a wine who that's you know, there aren't Lano, there aren't weird. many independent wine shops left that's the problem there are a few there are few and far between wine yeah. shops where it's your store and you go and you're interested and you you want to promote these unusual wines there was an Isonso wine in this shop near my house not you know a few years ago other than that I've you know I've tried again and again mm. Friulano wines in London I can't find them I can't find them you, you need you need Yet. to you need to like find some crazy person with tons of money in, in London who <laughs> falls, falls in love in with, love with Friuli and who like just dedicates themselves to like putting those wines in really great restaurants and stuff like that. Okay, Luca, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for bringing the 2018. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Um, I'm sorry that the 2009 wasn't a bit more um, open. I love it, because, but I'm a I'm a old white wine geek, so I like my Friulano aged and a little bit uh, spicy. But thank you for coming, spending some time with us. You've been a wonderful guest. Thank you um, for calling. <laughs> very nice. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll see each other at the Enoteca de Cormones. You're welcome. Yeah, I can't wait. So now thank, thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, thank you, Heather. Luca. Thanks, Vanessa. Thanks, Eleanor, who's been listening but didn't come up on stage. Thank you, Robbie for being here as always. So that's it. Good. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Have a good night. Thank Thanks, you. Luca. Thanks, Heather. Bye-bye. Hey, I want to thank everybody this evening for coming. Thank you for listening. I appreciate uh, Natalie Benlolo, our co-host, Rob Milani, our sound guy, Follow me on La Taverna Friuli on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram at Wayne the Grape. And you can find this awesome music on YouTube at Beat Ambassador. Finishes with an A. Thank you.